what is up y'all this is ashley gillen with hashtag going gillen um typically this is the how to be an actual real life human podcast i promise we'll get back to it if that's what you're here for then scroll down and check out some of the episodes that you haven't listened to yet but today we are talking the challenge total madness episode I think we're on season 35. Um, So again, episode number four. This is definitely spoiler alerts, right? I'm going to recap the episode, give a little bit of commentary. Um, But again, this is Ashley Gilland. It's hashtag going Gilland. Hit me up on Facebook. Send me a message. Let's be friends. Like the whole reason that I do this is to connect with people. Um, I'm also on Instagram. It's Ashley Pip Gilland, A-S-H-L-E-Y. P-I-P Gilland. I will put it in the description of this um, podcast episode. So again, like let's connect, right? Let's be friends. Um, So the challenge, Total Madness season 35 episode four recap with spoilers and a little bit of commentary. All right. So first, let me start by saying this episode um, was better. I think that the last three episodes, I've been a little bit um, harsh. I think I was not loving it (laughs) if i'm being totally honest um but it feels like things are starting to get a little bit back to normal maybe um the one thing that i will say and i know i've mentioned it every single time you guys are probably so tired of hearing it but the one thing i'll say is that the the missions feel like mini finals um i think that might be the vibe that i'm getting so a lot of the show feels like you're watching athletes like as if maybe I was watching like a documentary of like a baseball team as opposed to like a reality tv show where you're used to people fighting and hooking up and getting drunk and being stupid and like all that stuff um I wasn't getting a lot of that in the first three episodes but episode four brought it if you watch reality tv for the drama then you got reality tv drama this episode a little bit more if you watch the challenge for the missions because the challengers are athletes, um, then, you know, you got that too. It's fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> so again, this episode kind of getting back to what I feel like is normal-ish um, for the last several seasons. So um, the episode kicked off with the previously on, which the previously on is like my least favorite thing that happens on a show. Whereas like the the next time on is my favorite thing that happens <laughs> on every show um so this previously on was like particularly heinous and awful i really don't know that it was necessary for me to have to relive ct being eliminated again like i got enough of it in three i was just starting to get over it i had like gone through all the stages of grief i had mourned i had cried i had you know made peace with it and then i tune into episode four to just have to watch the previously on and see him go home again and be a total gentleman and it's just sad so whatever got it guys like how many how many more times do you think let's take a poll do we think that we see j beat ct at least one more time before this season is over that they either recap it or we talk about it i think maybe we do at least one more time anyway so we did have to watch it at the top of this um episode so if you missed it last time ct went home j beat ct it was super sad i hated it but that's where we're at so 
I think that so basically the the episode starts right. We get a previously on, and then the episode comes into them coming back into the house, right? And everybody's like, "Oh my god!" Everybody's like totally hyphy about the fact that Jay beat CT. So I think that the way that Jay handles the scenario or is handling the scenario is so sweet. Like I love that he's not being super super braggadocious. You know, he's not being like an ultra tool bag about it. He's proud of himself, which of course, like he should be. It's pretty freaking cool. Uh, but he's not being like you know an insane jerk. So. I'm kind of starting to like Jay at this point. I don't know that I never didn't like him. I'll have to go back and listen to the episode one podcast, but um, I'm kind of liking Jay. I think it's sweet the way he handled it. Um, I don't remember if it was on the episode or where I saw it, but I saw a recording of him telling his sister um, in the house, like over the phone or whatever, like FaceTime chat um, about beating CT. And I don't know. It's just, he's just seems like he's handling it really, really sweet. I think it's cute. He's obviously a fan of the show. Um, so anyways, I'm starting to like Jay. I don't know. Fight me. <laughs> so bear bear goes into the girl's room. It's at least the Holy Trinity. I don't know who else was sleeping in there. So Ashley, Kayla, Nani, I don't know. I honestly don't remember. Melissa, maybe. I don't remember who else was in there. But Bear goes in there and he sprays um, fire extinguisher dust like all over. So like he pulls whatever you have to do to pull a pin in a fire extinguisher and like sprays it, like covers them. Not like kind of sprays it in the room, but like fills up the room with it, right? And it's it's pretty insane. It's super insane. So super quick story. Um, when I was in high school, I was a little bit of a nerd, a lot of bit of a nerd. Um, and I was on the debate team. Um, my freshman year, well, I was on the debate team for a lot of high school, but my freshman year, I went to my very first like big debate uh, tournament. And in between debates, uh, me and like some of my friends, you just kind of wander around and like wait for your turn. You have to be at a certain in a certain room or a certain area of the school, like at a certain time for your turn, right, to debate because it's groups of like three or four um, at a time, sometimes like solo one-on-one. So not everybody is going at the same time. So my friends and I were walking around the school and again, this is like freshman Ashley, right? Um, there was a, you know, the little things on the wall that say like pull, remove cover to pull fire alarm, you know, the little like fire alarm, whatever you see, like in schools and restaurants and hotels and hospitals and whatever. So I was like, how are you supposed to take this cover off to even be able to remove the cover to pull the the alarm, right? Unless you had like a screwdriver, how are you supposed to get this off? And so I'm telling my friend, like, how are you supposed to even remove this cover even to get to the alarm to pull it? And as I'm telling that, like me just touching the cover of the alarm, set off the alarm. So that's my PSA, like don't touch fire alarms. But so I set off the alarm and it was a huge school and there was hundreds of people there and school was going on. So thousands of people there and everybody had to get evacuated. The fire trucks came like I didn't know who to tell. Like there's no no emergency. I pulled the alarm, right? Like it, it was full chaos. Um, and then after the the fire, people cleared out and realized like there was no fire. Like literally they ran into the school right? They get us all back in. They have everybody like sitting back down. They've got everybody back in class and all of the debate kids are in the cafeteria because they're trying to like figure out what's going on and get everybody back into their like tournaments or whatever. And, uh, somebody came over the intercom and said like, if you know who pulled the alarm, like, you know, please report to the principal's office, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh shit. So anyways, I went to my, uh, 
coach and was like, hey, that was me. I did it. And then I had to go into the principal's office and they had like investigators in there asking us questions. And they were like, this is a $2,500 charge. Your school's going to have to pay for it. It was like pretty terrible. But anyways, so that's my fire alarm story. So Bear takes a actual fire extinguisher and completely floods the girls, the Holy Trinity room with fire extinguisher dust so um it's a joke right he's obviously joking bear is obnoxious he's unhinged he's pretty crazy but he's joking right like everything he does he does it for like the comedy like the comedic value um kayla makes an in- does says something in her interview about like not being mad about it he's completely unhinged but you know it's funny um ashley on the other hand is like it's not funny and she spits in his face in her interview she says like i was just getting the white dust like spitting the white dust towards him but it it really looked like she like spits on him which is really gross well maddie is there and i know that they were like starting to kind of have a relationship like starting to like bro down last episode but she's not having it she's like where i come from you spit in somebody's face you might as well have like punched him right so it's bad it's bad maddie's not having it they get in a little bit of a fight and ashley's like he spit in my face and maddie is like quote of the episode um says i'm sure you've had worse (laughs) he had put white chemical powders in my mouth maddie's like i'm sure you've had worse b right and then i died um and after i came back to life i continued watching the episode and um nani starts going on about something i don't really know she's going on about like she gets in Maddie's face. It's a whole thing. And then in the interview, she's like, I don't know if it was because, you know, this the circumstances around this this season or if it's because of everything that I've gone through the last couple of seasons. I'm like, I don't know what you're going on about. Like, that feels dramatic. And maybe I'm going to have to go back and watch like 33 and 34 because I don't know what, you know, poor Nani had to go through. Bleh. Um, but I may have just missed something. So, and honestly, I don't know why I'm hating on her. I, I think really, truly it's Kayla and I'm like, projecting my Kayla distaste on Nani and Jenna which is not fair because I loved Jenna and I think I actually really liked Nani I'll have to ask my daughter who's watched all these with me if I liked Nani because I think I did I really truly think it might just be Kayla kind of getting to me um whatever and I'm fickle like I'm a chick like I changed my mind a lot but anyways I don't know what Nani's going on about I'm gonna have to watch to see what her deal is so um, also side note, bananas is hot and denim. Like he has this denim shirt on in one of his interviews. And I was like, dang grandpa, like I'm here for it. So there's that. Um, Jenna makes a comment about, uh, oh, the mission. They go to the, well, first, let me say this. Jordan's hair looks really strange. And I'm not sure if it's like a quarantine haircut because let's be real. Um, my hair's about to look really strange too. If they don't let me to a hair salon stat, um, because I'm bored with it, bored in the house, bored in the house, bored, bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. Um, and it's going gray and it's all very bad. So maybe Jordan got a quarantine haircut. Maybe Tori tried to do a little snip stint, but Jordan's hair just looks really strange to me. I don't understand it. So anyways, there's that. So the mission, the mission is a team event. Jenna makes a comment about like, I like playing in teams because I feel like there's less stress on me. It's just a better mindset for me. I'm like, girl, like, okay (laughs) like i mean same right like here's the deal if you're uh ct if you're i don't know rogan maybe if you're um fessy and it's athletic if you're jordan and it's endurance if you're um let me think i don't know 
Jenny and it's athletic, you probably prefer an individual game, right? An individual mission. But if you're any of the other girls, like, yeah, a, a team event is probably going to feel better for you. So Jenny's like cap or Jenna is like captain obvious, right? She's like, I just prefer playing in teams because it just puts me in a better mindset. Yeah, girl, same, right? Like me too. But anyway, so the mission was confusing for me. To be honest, I had to go back and watch it like two or three times to understand how the teams were happening and what was even going on. So probably going to fail at recapping uh, the teams here because I, I couldn't keep up with like the three and the two. Um, and I didn't take very good notes and I don't really even think it matters. So if you want to know how the teams were broken out, maybe Google it, um, and then come back to the going Gillen podcast and let's talk about it. But the teams are split into five. So three people go into the water, freezing cold water, and then two people from another team go up to like above it and they stand next to like a huge block of ice and they're chopping it with like a sledgehammer to break off pieces of ice. And then they're taking those pieces of ice, putting them on a slide and rolling it down into the pool where the three people from the other team are trying to get puzzle pieces off of carabiners out of the freezing cold water. Does that make sense? So let me try that again. Teams of five, three people from your team are in freezing cold water. Two people from your team are up above the water breaking ice, sliding the ice down into the water where three people from a different team, right? Those three people from that first team are in the freezing cold water, going down underneath the water, unhooking puzzle pieces from the bottom. They're like hooked onto carabiners and then getting the puzzle pieces out of the water. And then once all, I think it was five, six puzzle pieces are out of the water, then they have to put together the puzzle. So three people diving for puzzle pieces and putting together the puzzle two people up top basically doing what looked like fucking nothing if we're being honest it was like they could have done a whole bunch of teams of three and just skipped the whole second team member thing altogether. i don't know it was a weird setup for me and i didn't understand it like i said at first so if i've messed that up just again find me on facebook going gilland or on instagram ashley pip gilland so that's p-i-p in the middle ashley pip gilland um or you could search hashtag going gilland follow the hashtag and you'll probably find me but if i'm messing this up just message me like it's okay i'm doing the best i can um but my first thought was like yo it sucks to go last because if you think about it right if you get into normal water if you get into a bathtub of water right and somebody starts dumping ice into it when you first get in it's not going to be bad and then it's going to cool off and then it's going to cool off more and then it's going to get cold and it's going to get really cold right so at first I was like man it sucks to go last going first is actually kind of the way to go maybe even second but then I'm not really sure because Jordan and Tori were acting like they were super geniuses for thinking like if I'm the ice thrower first I'm not going to throw in ice because if my team goes second, then the ice that I put in the water is going to make it colder for them. And then therefore, right, it's, I'm actually putting my team at a disadvantage because my team is going second, third, fourth, fifth kind of thing, right? So they're like, oh yeah, don't throw ice. And everybody's like, got it, got it. And that was my first thought too. And they're acting like super geniuses. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. If you get in water and it's 80 degrees and then it's 75 and then it's 60 and then it's 40, right? If you're the first team at 80, you're going to feel a lot different than the, the fourth team that gets in at 40. But if the water is 60 degrees and then it's 51 degrees, that's still just cold, right? Like, I'm just not sure how much these blocks of ice, how much of a difference these blocks of ice were really making. They showed like a temperature thing and I think it went from 56 to 51 or something. But to me, like once you're cold, 
it's just cold. Like in the wintertime, if somebody's like, oh man, you know, it's eight degrees outside. I'm like, shit, that's cold. And somebody else is like, yeah, well, it was negative two here. I'm like, okay, that's just cold. Like once you get below 20, once you get below freezing for me, like I just, I'm just not sure that it matters. But anyways, so that's the water thing. Fessy, Rogan, and Josh go first. And I believe that Nani and Ashley were their two ice throwers. So right when Fessy, Rogan, and Josh are in the water, Ashley and Nani are just standing on the sidelines because they have to wait until somebody else goes if they're the ice throwers because then they go up to the top and throw ice, right? So basically just looks like you've got a team of three and then two people like cheering really hard for them. Um, So Fessy, Rogan, Josh in the water, Nani and Ashley, I believe are their teammates and they're cheering for them. (laughs) They cut to bananas doing an interview and he's like, they look like Chippendales, like the worst version of Chippendales ever. Like basically he says that they're just like big muscly dummies or whatever, but I'll be honest with you. Josh is starting to wear on me a little bit. He's getting more attractive. Like the older he gets and the more he hangs out on my TV screen, the more I like him. (laughs) So, um, Josh was actually like making Fessy and Rogan kind of look jankety. Like I was impressed. So anyways, they get in, it seems as if they're in and out of the water really fast. Like the reaction that they're getting from the other people is like, damn, like they're killing this or whatever. But then once they get all their puzzle pieces out of the water, it gets pretty bad, I think. Um, Like, TJ makes a comment about, like, I've never, you couldn't do more terribly even if you tried. Um, It's pretty awful. So I think that their their puzzle showing was pretty terrible. But I also don't understand, like, if you have Fessy, Rogan, and Josh, like, arguably three of the strongest, like, just by can lift weight people in the house, why would you not put two of them in the water send Ashley who says she's like the best at puzzles in with them Fessy Rogan or Josh like two of the three should be able to pull their weight enough to get the puzzles out of the water and then let Ashley help with the puzzle they it was bad um team organization but anyway so they kill it in the water and then falter at the puzzle so next in the water it's Nelson D and Kayla and apparently they took so long in the water that TJ had to pull them out because it was no longer safe for them to be in there, right? So I don't think that the water could have gotten that much colder. I believe it was maybe Jordan and Swaggy maybe that were at the top on Nelson D and Kayla's team. I think that's right. Um, But anyways, like at this point, people are barely throwing any ice into the water because they don't want it to get colder for down the road, right? So Nelson D and Kayla are in water that's just as cold as what Fessy, Rogan, and Josh got into are pretty damn close. And it, it was so cold for them that they just had to get pulled out. Like, so I don't know. Let's be honest though, like zero chance I'm doing this. I 100% would have to be an icebreaker because even if I was the very best person at puzzles in the entire world on the entire planet, no way am I getting in freezing cold water. I cannot do it. It makes me angry. I feel grumpy. Like I just wouldn't do it. So I'm not hating on them, but I'm a little bit confused about why they handled it so much worse. Nelson's like so cold that he ends up having to go to the hospital. Spoiler alert, he's fine. He just was really cold. Um, Later on, he comes back into the house that same night. It's fine. Everybody's fine. But he was so cold that they had to take him to the hospital for monitoring. Like, he was freezing. Um, So that's crazy. So it's looking like at this point, right, we've got Fessy, Rogan, and Josh as the winners because Nelson, Dean, Kayla had to quit. Next up, it's Tori, Wes, and Jay. Tori's a little bit nervous to go in because Nelson just got taken to the hospital. Um... 
and Wes is just hilarious so I don't know if he's scared or not and you know Jay is Jay so Tori says that Wes peed on himself to warm up the water I don't know if she was being for real or not but I can totally see him doing that and I hope that he did and also like that's genius if you can pee on yourself then 100% pee on yourself and bring all your like pee on right where the puzzle pieces are <laughs> obviously um Bessie makes a comment about Jay being built like a 12 year old but being underestimated in this challenge and I 100% agree with that so they get in they get their puzzle pieces out um they get their puzzle put together quick um and based on the reaction it seems like probably quicker than uh fessy rogan and josh did so i think that they're in the lead at this point tori west jay uh let's see next up is bear bananas and anisa um and their partners are big t and casey i think big t and casey threw ice when tori west and jay were in the water if i recall again hard to keep it all straight and i'm not really sure that it matters because i don't know how much value the ice throwers are really providing but whatever it was like they had to find something for them to do because there wasn't enough room in the water or something but so bear bananas and anisa go into the water next anisa calls herself a super vet in an interview which is like that's what they're gonna have to start doing right because she's 12 challenges in at this 12 seasons in at this point so they've got vets and prospects but some of the vets like bears a vet he's been on what three five i don't know challenges some of the other vets have been on for 12 14 15 challenges like tons so they're gonna have to start separating out like the vets from the prospects and like the the we really truly are like vets like og vets versus vets versus returning contenders versus prospects like i think that's what they're gonna have to start doing we've been here forever we've been here for a little bit this is not our first season and this is our first season like that's gonna have to be the four because i don't like calling them everybody's a vet versus you know the the prospects are just anyways so this is anisa's 12th season and she's never won how insane is that i'm gonna have to go look to see if she's even ran a final i'm okay let me say this because i know i'm gonna get hate for that comment i am a challenge fan i love it i've binge watched every season multiple times and could do it over and over and over again without getting tired of it i would even call myself a challenge super fan what's not great is my memory it's pretty shitty actually um i couldn't tell you what my three o'clock conference call was today like that's i, I can't right because my memory is just very bad um it's getting better with ketones but it's still very very bad um so don't don't come at me about my comment about anisa i don't know if she's ran a final but i i know that she's not won a challenge and this is her 12th one so that's crazy to me so maybe if she can stick with bananas like this little team up happened maybe she can win one which would be amazing for her because i love her i think she's wonderful and beautiful and powerful and perfect so anyways bear bananas and anisa get in the water apparently after all of this time so after fessy rogan josh nelson d kayla tori wes and jay go after all those people have gone nobody at this point has realized or taken advantage of the fact that the pieces fucking float so all you have to do is release a piece it will float to the top move it over to where you need to put it out release the next piece it will float move it over to where you need to get it out and do that six times while your hands still work and then swim over pick up all these pieces get them out of the water get you out of the water go do the puzzle everybody is doing like one at a time right you unhook them from the carabiner you wrangle it use all this energy to get it up out of the water go do the next one by the time they're all getting to the last piece they're spent 
So Bananas is a super genius. He realizes the pieces float and he does exactly what I just walked you guys through. Not he. They all, the three of them, do exactly what I just walked you through, right? So either everybody's a bunch of dummies or Bananas is just a super genius because these pieces freaking float. Use that to your advantage. So they get their puzzle pieces out. It seems like they're doing a pretty good job, right? They're taking advantage of this whole floating puzzle piece thing. And then Anissa, baby, she like kills it right she's puzzle queen they get up out of the water she puts this puzzle together she does this super cute like jump up and down ecstatic they do a check it's right beautiful one more team to go Corey, bailey and kyle i don't know who their other two are so let me think if there's two people i haven't named yet maybe maddie is on this team maybe um maybe Ooh, I can't think of another girl. Melissa, maybe, if I haven't said her already. Maybe it's Maddie and Melissa. I, I'm sorry. I don't, again, I don't really know. So Corey, Bailey, and Kyle go. Corey ends up quitting. They're in the water, and he makes a comment about there's no way we're going to win this. Um, and Corey quits. So on a girl's day, to me, super crappy. I don't like it. I don't think that Corey should quit on a girl's day because there are girls on his team. Can't think of who they are. But there are girls on his team, one of them being Bailey. But Bailey doesn't say, like, we can't quit. It's a girl's day. And Kyle doesn't stop him either. So Corey ends up quitting. Bailey and Kyle follow along with it. And that's a wrap for them. So it's looking like it's a pretty obvious win for Bear, Bananas, Anissa, Big T, and Casey. And then um, they call it, and it is, right? So the winner, the winners are Bear, Bananas, Anissa, Big T, and Casey. So for me, this is a cool win. Um, I like Bananas a lot. I really like Anissa a lot, too. I haven't seen a lot of Casey, but I'm a Big Brother fan, so I'm cool if she does well. I'm totally fine with that. Bear, while his first season I absolutely hated him, is absolutely growing on me. Um, and Big T, again, don't know much about her, but throughout the course of this episode, I started to really like her. So Bear, Bananas, Anissa, Big T, and Casey win it, um, and they all wrap it up, go back to the house to get warmed up and dried off. So, house vote. They take it to a house vote. Um, Ashley gets some votes. Uh, the girls are not living for the way she treated Maddie. Um, they each are going around. And it's interesting to me because in a situation where you could just say her name, like when it's your turn to vote, you could just say, my vote's for Ashley. But they all take advantage of the opportunity to either give some excuse to like take the heat off of them, right? Or to, um, it's like a... a a chance for them to take a shot at somebody without being held accountable almost like when people get on a facebook live or come <laughs> comment stuff on this podcast or you know whatever because they're sitting behind a keyboard if they feel like well because i'm putting myself out there they can just like take digs it's like a free shot that's kind of what the house vote feels like if i had to relate it to something in my life um and the girls are all like totally taking their chance it comes around a d and she like lays down the hammer she's like it's no secret that we're friends in real life but i just don't think that i can trust you in this season and ashley's like the hell <laughs> like what do you mean it's crazy though like d keeps saying rogan's her number one her and rogan till the end but rogan probably would have kept Jen with two ends from the first girl's elimination if it came down to that I don't know that for sure maybe if she had started hooking up with him but it just seems like God, I'm confused about Rogan and Dee's relationship because they talk about each other like they're their number ones they're ride or die but then also like 
they're not very nice to each other. Rogan's not very nice to D, and then D's a little bit crazy. So, ugh, I don't know. Anyways, um, so it's going around. All the girls have voted. Everybody's voting for Ashley. Even Tori votes for Ashley. Um, and then Kyle ends up saying, like, hey, does anybody have anything they want to get off their chest? I don't think that it's necessary for us to keep going around the house. Like, let's just say it's Ashley. Let's let's call this one, right? Like, it's kind of embarrassing. Let's not do this anymore. I thought it was really kind of cool of him to do that. But I also might just be naive and easily persuaded, a little bit of a sucker. But I was like, oh, that's that's kind of sweet, right? I don't know. I thought it was kind of sweet. But then Ashley ends up standing on the table and she's telling everybody in there, like all the girls, she's going to whoop them in an elimination. She's no sucker. Like, you know, Baba standing on top of the table. Right. I don't, I just, she needs a stage so desperately. And if it's for the show, like if that's who she is for the show, because it gets camera time, then rock on sister, because it's working for you. I would do the same, right? If that's how I knew that they would keep calling me back. Sure. Why not? But if that's just how she is, like she's a little bit unstable and it's a little bit weird to me. Um, but yeah, she starts going off on them, standing on the table. And then she like turns around and storms out. It's just, nobody asked for you to give a speech. It's like, she takes advantage of every opportunity to say all the words on a stage. Gross. She's walking out and then Kyle's like, my vote's for Ashley too. I'm like, bro, okay. Like you did the nice thing and then you kind of did the shit thing. And then he follows Ashley to the bedroom. He gives her a kiss. He's like, you know, you, you handled that perfectly. You didn't lose your cool, which is kind of funny because she kind of did. And I'm like, okay, Kyle, you remember like the first couple of seasons with Kyle, maybe like the second season, everybody was like, he plays both sides of the house. He's a flip flopper. He's like known for this, like just kind of playing where it's easy, like always saying the right thing to the right person at the right time. He did that. It was like a, a tried and true Kyle moment, kind of icky, but whatever, it's fine. Okay, so that's house vote. Um, Ashley's going in. That that is what it is, right? It that is what it is, right? So they go out on the town, um, and. <laughs> They, they get to get out of the house, which I think I talked about this before, but if you're going to set the stage of this episode as if it's like total insanity, total madness, and they're locked in a bunker, I kind of would have preferred for them to just be locked in the bunker. Like don't even let them out to go like to the club because let's really see like how this bunker thing affects them, right? Like I know they're not getting, you know, the fancy swimming pool and all of that, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, they go out on the town um, and Johnny Bananas and Big T look like they're kind of starting to form an alliance like um in an interview bananas like i really like big t you know she she has this really posh accent and when she says stuff like you just believe her like she's so much fun and i was like okay i'm kind of here for this like bananas and big t is a fun alliance to me i like it so big t ends up getting the courage which may have been fueled by bananas to go talk to nani jenna and kayla um to make a deal with them to basically say like if i do what you want if big t if i do what you want me to do on this tribunal because i have this power then you have to do me a solid right like that's the deal like i do it for you then you do it for me right so do you want to go in or do you not want to go in they're like nah we're not ready to go in they all basically want to enjoy their little vacation a little bit longer. So um, Big T makes a deal with them that she won't put them in. And they all say, you know, we got you too. You don't say our name. We won't say your name. Which eventually you're going to have to go in. But that's okay. They don't want to go against Ashley is basically where they're at. So I don't know who they want to go against. Maybe Melissa. But it's they're going to run out of like easy players here pretty quickly. Um, so anyways... They make deals. Big T now has, quote unquote, the holy trinity, Nani, Jenna, and Kayla. Um, they've all got a deal. So 
that's fun for me. I really like it. We get back to the house and Bear tells Wes and Rogan that he's starting to fall in love with Kayla, which to me is like super, super hilarious. And uh, basically everything that Bear says is like a joke, right? It's it's never to be taken seriously. Um, but he says something about like, oh yeah, she likes me too. She told me. And then he's like, but don't fact check me, right? Like it's it's just really super funny to me. Um, he's hilarious. So I'm, I'm here for for him this season I also really love like that the guys are kind of getting into like girl talk like stereotypical girl talk like just being silly and like gossipy to me like that's fun too so I'm I'm liking that this season that's that's been entertaining so more bear please more bear so the tribunal banana says d he says that she's fake as hell um let's put d in whether she wants to go in or not let's put d in um, they also talk about the fact that Tori wants to go in and Nisa thinks, says like, let's give it to her or let's send Tori. And then the third girl ends up being Maddie. And I didn't hear a reason why I may have just missed it, but I didn't hear anybody say why they were doing that. So the whole like needing to go in thing is confusing to me when you're just watching, because I can't tell unless they just outright say it, if them putting somebody in is like, because they don't like them or if them putting somebody in is because they're trying to help them further in the game get further in the game right so I don't know if them putting Maddie up in the tribunal or putting Maddie up um as the three like for interrogation um was like because they like her or because they don't so I don't know it's that that's kind of a hard one for me to figure out so Maddie comes in first she's so funny so you guys hear how like I'm back and forth like one day one um episode I'll really like somebody in the next episode I'm like nah so that was Maddie in the interrogation like she's straight up like she comes in and she's like yeah you know it's a gamble but I'm a gambler but I don't want to gamble yet right so she's like put me in but don't really put me in so I don't know it seemed like she wanted to talk tough like I I got this I could do this I understand that I'm gonna have to go in and that's fine with me but then also like maybe don't so that is a weird one for me so anyways but it was funny she's like it's a gamble and I'm a gambler but I don't want to gamble yet so I like Maddie um I couldn't even remember her name when I was recording the first episode of this uh season but now I've got her name and now I really like her she's super pretty so anyways shout out Maddie um Tori wants to go in it's Tori's Tori's turn to come up she says if it's body on body then put me in which Tori needs a t-shirt that says that right if it's body on body put me in I loved it um, she says if it's a puzzle, then that's a no. So she also says that um, if it's D, then, um, I'm, I'm sorry, if it's a puzzle, then it should be D. She says D can beat Ashley. So if it's a puzzle, put in D. D will beat Ashley. Ashley will go home. Um, Big T tries to make a deal with her, and she refuses to do it. She says that she can't promise her she won't say her name because it's a promise she can't keep. And then all of a sudden, the mood starts to shift a little bit, right? Like, it it's one of those things where sometimes you just have to like kind of say, say what people want to hear maybe. Um, but then, you know, is that the way to do it? Because if you say what people want to hear, um, and you say, get it saved this week, then next week, if you don't do what the people wanted to hear and you told them, then that ends up going against you anyway. So, you know, sometimes honesty is not the best policy, but then also like keeping your word and loyalty is something that people kind of end up dying by. Um, on the show but anyway so she's like I can't make that promise to you and the the whole room kind of is like I don't know so then D comes in D tells Anissa you're not a target for me I don't care and it's so tacky I did not love it I thought it was so 
rude. Like it seemed like she, she could have just told Anissa, you're not a target for me, period. You're not a target for me. But instead she's like, you're not a target for me and I don't care. I don't care. Like as if you're not worth my time. I don't care about you. And it was just very gross. I didn't like it. She tells the tribunal that um, she was an accomplice to bananas. I mean, to Ashley in last episode and trying to get votes for bananas. Um, and that, you know, she sh- quote unquote shot her shot. So there's a whole conversation about like, did you shoot your shot and now you're done with it? Are you going to do it again? She says, you know, I'm not going to do it again. And bananas is like, I don't know about your bullshit. We'll see. Um, but she has no doubt that she can beat Ashley. She says, put me in, put me in regardless. I can go down there and I can win. Right. So super funny, really quick. They're all hanging out in the, in their rooms or whatever. And the purgatory bell goes off. So there's like this big, huge alarm that sounds to tell the, the athletes or the challengers, or whatever competitors to start getting ready for purgatory. And there's a conversation going on. That's uh, is it coupon? I don't know who's having it. I, maybe I will go back and watch it to see, but um, cause it's super quick, but it's like, is it coupon or coupon? Is it coupon or coupon? And like that conversation's about to happen, which is one of my favorite conversations. Like, is it envelope or envelope? Is it coupon or coupon? And then the purgatory bell rings. And so the conversation is cut short, but uh, I want to know, like, what do we think? Is it coupon or coupon? Like, that's a thing, right? So anyways, uh, purgatory bell rings and uh, cut to purgatory. So they're all walking in. It looks like a puzzle to me. It's a puzzle looking thing anywhere. There's a bunch of pieces. There's some pots hanging from the ceiling, not pieces. There's a bunch of things. There's like a dice, two dice on the floor. Um, a couple of pots hanging from the ceiling. And then there's like a little, um, easel looking thing, like kind of set up over on the side. So it looks like a puzzle. Um, the tribunal ends up going D. So Tori didn't want to go in if it's a puzzle, um, Maddie didn't want to go in at all. And I think Johnny kind of wanted Ashley to maybe beat D or maybe couldn't have cared less whether it was one or the other of them. But anyways, they go D. So I don't know, right? It's, this goes back to the, the, the point I was making before. If you have to go in and you want to go in, you say you want to go in so you can get your skull and then they put you in if the conversation isn't clearly like, I know you want to go in, so I'm going to send you in and there's some gray, like it, how does D know if they were looking out for her or if they wanted her to lose? And like, I can tell you, Hey, I want to send you in because I want you to get your skull. This might be your last opportunity, but really I could want you to go in because I want you to lose. Like, how can you trust people? Cause you never know what their motives are. Ah, crazy. Also at this very moment, watching the episode, I literally right then realized that Johnny and Wes are working together, but D is Wes's number one girl. So, um, why don't they just have a conversation and like work that shit out? Like Johnny and Wes probably need to figure this out. Like how is bananas trying to get out D, but D is Wes's number one girl. Like work that shit out boys. Like, come on now. So anyways, back to purgatory. So this it ends up being a puzzle, right? It's the whole like putting the seasons of the challenge in order thing. They've done it multiple times on different um, seasons. I think Veronica ended up having to do it one season. Um, it's hard, right? It, I think Anissa was on that season too. She's had to do it before. Um, Carmaria's definitely had to do it before they, they sent her up. Oh, Camilla. They sent Camilla up and she had to put them on like a totem pole in order and they kept like smashing her into the totem pole. It was hysterical 
hysterical. Uh, this one is less funny, but basically they um, smash pots that have puzzle pieces in them, and they have to... Um, Mm, let me see this one's weird let me look through my notes right so it's a uh, putting the challenges in the order oh d says i'm from australia the show doesn't even come on in australia like how am i supposed to be able to do this i can't even watch this show and ashley uh, in her interview says we're challenge champs this is a big one i'm like okay stop it like she's like self-proclaiming a pay-per-view throwdown like stop uh, seriously like if we're ranking eliminations and we're looking at Ashley and D. Like, how high do we really put that elimination? Like, it's not even in the top ten. Calm down, sister. So, anyway, she's like, we're challenge chances. This is a big one. So, bah. D and Johnny both refer to this elimination as janky. Which is, by the way, like, one of my favorite words. So, I may have just made that up. I know I'm pretty sure I heard D say it, but she has an accent. So, I could have heard it wrong. But I think that johnny said it too so i think that janky was said twice in reference to this elimination and if that's the case then all the more reason that i'm a challenge fan so anyways um here's my notes on how this elimination worked so they have to spin a wheel when they spin the wheel it points to a puzzle piece right so then they have to go smash these pots that are hanging from the ceiling to find their puzzle piece that the wheel landed on right they take it and they set it over to the side okay after they have spun all of the wheels so it's like a, a big wheel and then a smaller wheel smaller wheel smaller smaller wheel to get to the very center so there's like five or six right working your way in once they get to the final piece and they have all their pieces over on the side then they flip the puzzle pieces over and on the opposite side is you know six different one two three four five different seasons of the challenge and they have to put those pieces in order I hope that makes sense. So Dee gets all of her pieces first. She goes over and, you know, she, she has no idea, right? She's like, I haven't even watched this. I think it's Jenna. It's like, I don't even think she's watched, or maybe Tori, uh, and a season that she's not been on. Like, how is she going to do this? So Wes starts giving her the answers. Um, once people catch on, they're like, bah, 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 like barking, right? So that uh, she can't hear him. But at that point, like he had basically already told her it ends up being Inferno cutthroat rivals X's bloodlines. I believe Inferno cutthroat rivals X's bloodlines. Again, if that's wrong, my memory is bad. Fight me. It's okay. Um, I think that's it. But D ends up winning. Um, and you know, that's that. So at this point, right, like Wes and Johnny need to get together and figure out what they're going to do with D. Like Wes needs to basically get Johnny and D to either work together or not. But I think Wes, D was Wes's partner on her very first season. So they go like way back. Like they're like friend friends. So probably Wes just needs to get with Johnny and be like, you can trust her. It's fine. And then D needs to work out whatever she's got with Johnny. And they need to make this like a little holy, holy trinity thing. Um, but anyway, so D wins it. She's staying. And of course, Ashley gives a farewell speech and it's so weird. Bananas refers to her as Jekyll and Hyde and it's so true. So she ends up telling everybody that she loves them and it's been the best season ever and that she'll miss them so much. And then she says, and Bananas quit playing this game with Wes and get his bitch ass out, right? And then she turns into Smashley and she's screaming stuff and she's angry and she talks about how Wes is a weasel and like nobody was even talking about Wes. And I'm not even really sure what Wes did to her because Wes, oh yes I do. So she's like, 
if we're friends, then how can, oh, he, she's mad at Wes because Wes was helping D and Wes is like, of course I'm going to help my girlfriends that are loyal to me. And Ashley's like, I'm loyal to you. I'm your friend. Like you should have, if we're really friends then you should have just let us play it out or whatever. And Wes is like, come on chick. So it all turns on Wes, which is, you know, pretty typical. Um, so there's that she's crazy. And then she leaves, blows everybody kisses and loves them again. I don't know. Like I mentioned at the top of this, my favorite part of every single episode is the next time on part. <laughs> like next time on the challenge is my favorite part of like every show that I watch. Um, but I'm pretty sure that in the next time on the challenge, Bear and Kayla are making out in what appears to be a gas station bathroom, but I think might be the bunker bathroom where it's like tile floors and urinals. Um, but there's that. And I think the fireball so they say fireball is the game for purgatory and it looks to me like it's the one that um i really like so i think it's the one that cara maria looked like so freaking adorable playing where you like they gear up in football pads and then they have a ball and they have to protect like a barrel in the middle and the person going against them has to try to get the ball into the barrel and like you have to go through the defender and then you switch if you go outside of the circle then you have to reset or it's the other person's turn, I think, is how that game's going to work. All I know is it's fireball, and there was a big, like, oh, it sounded like maybe somebody got hurt. Um, but that's what it looks like that purgatory's going to be, and it's a guy's day, probably. So something to look forward to. Favorite part of every episode is the next time on the challenge. I was thinking about it, and really, you could watch the challenge and know what happens just by watching the previously on and the next time on. <laughs> like two minutes previously on two minutes next time on you get four minutes of the challenge and uh then you could just come listen to 44 minutes of a podcast and know everything you need to know okay so um just like last time episode mvp i'm gonna give it to big t i know she wasn't in the challenge i mean in the in purgatory she was on the tribunal though she won um the mission with a team of four other people but still she won um so yeah big t is the winner for me for episode MVP. Um, it probably was helped along by Bananas and West, but I can't give them MVP every single time, right? That would just be silly. Um, but I'm really liking the confidence that Big D is... Big D. <laughs> it's a good thing we're about to wrap this one up because my mouth is starting to stop work. My mouth is starting to stop work. Lord have mercy. Heaven help me. Send help, send help. Um, let me try this piece again probably should just cut this whole part out and re-record the last minute but that's okay um here we go episode mvp goes to big t okay bananas and wes have given big t a boost of confidence that i think she absolutely needed in these games she has found her voice and she is making deals she is putting people in she is making some little small digs and threats and i am loving it and you go sister keep rocking it big t for episode mvp followed very closely by anisa the wonderful the fabulous the perfect anisa so we'll give episode mvp to big t right now followed very 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 closely by anisa who i love and who is gorgeous so there's that that is episode number four of the challenge season 35 total madness recap with a little bit of commentary from 
yours truly. Again, this is Going Gillen. You can hashtag Going Gillen on Instagram and find me. You can also go to Going Gillen's Facebook group. We can be friends there. Um, and yeah, you can check out this podcast, leave a review, obviously tell your friends, please share it. Um, the whole idea, the whole reason that I do this and spend 47 minutes recording a commentary about an hour long show actually might be 47 minute show. Um, is so that I can make connections with people. Um, we're stuck in quarantine. We might as well like make friends, right? Like it's fun. It's fun to be nice to people. It's fun to meet new people. So anyways, um, we'll get back to some how to be an actual real life human very, very soon, I promise. Um, but I need to catch up on these uh, challenge podcasts. So that's my focus for right now. Anyways, um, hit me up, check me out. Um, I love you all so, so much. Please be nice to one another and peace.